that he threw a pick six to lose the game to go for 30-30. <laughs> like, that was so good. I was That was okay. the only game I was watching, too. I was Sorry like, to keep We gotta go! It's 6.30. Yeah. So... It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name is Mike, and Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture every Thursday evening at 6.30. The regular theme song to this show could not be reached at the moment. So today's theme is Mo Onions by Booker T and the MGs. There are things to talk about. Amazingly, I, I have a habit of doing that. But we're going to talk about food and culture and, and laws and, and a street named after, after a chicken dinner and, and important things like that and stuff that's going on. Sounds kind of like a chicken. Chicken with onions. But let's go to the next song right away here. This being a time of year when warmth would be much appreciated, here's Helene Smith and Pot Can't Talk About the Kettle.
Are you warmed up? I'm warmed up. That's pretty fantastic. That is Helene Smith and Pot Can't Talk About the Kettle. It's on a collection here called Eccentric Soul, Volume 17. says here in the liner notes, it's the ultimate Miami collectible. Helene Smith's first 45 was issued in a quantity of 300. There were only two have ever shown up. Written by Willie Clark and arranged by Arnold Albury, this earliest Master Blaster production shows our misfits just getting on their feet. I haven't read the rest of the liner notes, so I have no idea what that means. But that is Helene Smith, and wow, I love that record already. I think it's only the first time I've heard it. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. This is a show about food and culture. Let's get into some serious stuff right away. This is about PFAS in food containers and cookware. This information is not from a news report specifically, but from a press release from Michigan Congresswoman Debbie Dingell. Dingell introduced legislation to ban the use of toxic PFAS in food containers and cookware. The Energy and Commerce Committee's Health Subcommittee held a hearing on it yesterday. Dingle says PFAS chemicals are frequently used to greaseproof, waterproof, and give non-stick properties to food containers, cookware, and consumer products. Dingle's Keep Food Containers Safe from PFAS Act would empower the FDA to deem PFAS substances in any food containers or cookware as unsafe. The bill would give the FDA until 2022 to enforce the ban. Another press release, another story. A bipartisan group of lawmakers introduced legislation yesterday to update Michigan's bottle deposit bill. The idea is to crack down on fraud and abuse and increase access to recycling. State Representative John Churkin says the bills would make it illegal for someone to purchase truckloads of soda from a neighboring state without paying a deposit and selling it to retailers in Michigan without initiating the deposit. Right now, Michigan has a 15% recycling rate, which is well below the national average of 35%. One reason is that the current law doesn't require the State Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy to put the money collected in the unclaimed deposit fund towards recycling. Under the current law, 75% of unclaimed deposits goes to that department, without any guarantee that the money will be spent on recycling efforts, and 25% goes to retailers. The new legislation further redirects the fund to ensure that local recycling programs will be supported while the bottle bill remains sustainable and workable. So there you have it, some Michigan-orientated news, and how about some food-orientated musics? What do you think? Honey Dove, does that count? Sure.
feel kind of lucky that I walked into WCBN with no music at all, totally forgot to bring music along with my lunch. I mean, that's, you know, lunch box, and I brought the lunch, but not the music box. So fortunately, in the back of my journal, it says here, food in the R&B section of WCBN. So I'm playing some great R&B tunes I wrote down that I don't know very well generally, but man, good stuff so far, huh? That was Lee Fields and the Expressions and Honey Dove. It's from the album Problems, and it's good stuff. Came out in, wait, what year? I came up with the year. It came out in 2002. So, yes, only recorded 2002, not 70s or 60s. Just really great retro awesome stuff. So it is 18 o'clock minutes before 7 o'clock. Arwolf and Face the Music is coming up at 7. He is sifting through CDs right now. To share with us. Meanwhile, some events around town that are related somewhat to food. The Michigan premiere of the play The Apple Season by E.M. Lewis is tomorrow at Theater Nova. That's at 410 West Huron in Ann Arbor. It goes like this. Lissy's father dies and she returns to her family's apple orchard after escaping from there with her brother Roger many years before. But a chance encounter with an old flame conjures haunting family secrets she thought she'd left behind. As Lissy tumbles down a rabbit hole of memory and grief, she must choose whether to preserve her tangled past or burn it to the ground. Performances will run tomorrow through February 23rd. The first performance is tomorrow at 8, and they've got more information at theaternova.org. That's theater spelled with an R-E at the end. Now, the Michigan Theater in Ann Arbor will be showing a film called Fantastic Fungi. 
No, it's not a superhero movie. It's a documentary that explores the magical world of fungi and explores their power to heal, sustain, and contribute to the regeneration of life on Earth. It says here it's uh, an immersive journey through time and scale into the magical Earth beneath our feet, an underground network that can, that can heal and save our planet. And it's through the eyes of scientists, mycologists, and others. It's one hour and 20 minutes long, not so, you know, that's great, and it's showing this Saturday at 9.50 p.m., Monday at 9.45 p.m., and Wednesday at 9.45 p.m. Three showings for a fantastic fungi. It's a limited engagement. That's at the Michigan Theater Annex. It's their small room just across from their screening room. Saturday at 9.50 p.m., and then showings on Monday and Wednesday. It's Pandora's Lunchbox and WCBN FM Ann Arbor. We are also at WCBN.org. I just played a song called Honey Love. No, 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 no. I'm getting ahead of myself. I just played a song called Honey Dove. Now here's a song called Honey Love.
Honey Love, that is Black Heat. Pretty great. Yeah, this is this stuff that fell into my lap is really cool, isn't it? It's that was recorded in nineteen seventy one. I wrote on the website actually it was recorded in seventy one and seventy two. So the website I wrote said seventy two. We'll see. Anyway, that is Black Heat, and this is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Songs about food, news about food, and what may be the cultural event of the year is coming up. That's Groundhog Day this Sunday. According to Wikipedia, the groundhog is also referred to as, wait for it, a chuck, a chuck, that is, woodshock, ground pig, whistle pig, whistler, thick wood badger, Canada marmot, monax, munak, weenusk, red monk, and among French Canadians and Eastern Canada, siffleur. Say the siffleur. Forget Punxsutawney Phil, though. We've got Woody the Woodchuck in Michigan at the Howell Nature Center in Marion Township, and apparently she has more a more accurate record than Phil. According to the Livingston Daily, the Nature Center's annual Groundhog Day ceremony will begin at 7.30 a.m. Sunday, with a prediction at around 8.30 a.m. If Woody emerges from her house, it will mean she has seen her shadow and winter will last. If she stays inside, it will mean no shadow and an early spring. Look, Woody, it'll be 7.30 in the morning. Stay in bed. Maurice Glad at the center says out of her 20 predictions, she's been correct 15 times. But tomorrow morning, Woody will make another prediction. Who will win the Super Bowl? Sklad says we have two schools who have made enrichment footballs. Who wants an enrichment football? What is that? It will be filled with treats. We'll stream it on Facebook Live on Friday morning and let Woody pick which football she prefers to predict the game. So some of the origins, according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, Sunday is the midway point between the winter solstice and the spring equinox, we're halfway there. It's also a Christian Holy Day candle mass on which ancient German tradition holds. A sunny day predicts a longer winter. Wait a minute. A sunny day predicts a longer winter, but if Woody emerges from her house, it will mean... No, that means because she's seen her shadow and winter will last, right? Because it's sunny and she'll see her shadow. Right, so uh, I guess we want another cloudy day. Really, another one? Uh, Six of one, half a dozen of the other, isn't it? Well, according to the weather forecast for Sunday, as of now in Ann Arbor, mostly cloudy skies early will become partly cloudy later in the day. So maybe she will wake up in the morning, not see her shadow, and then we'll get sunshine afterwards. That sounds like a nicely uh, arranged situation, don't you? Maybe she likes fish, though, from The Fisherman. There's a man with his bike of fish Comes on down to by the street where I live Shouts out At the top of his voice, yeah I got fish to sell Do you want to see 
is the beginning of the end and they had their biggest hit with funky nassau but that is fish man and i like that too yeah good stuff it's pandora's lunchbox it's seven minutes to seven our wolf and face the music coming up lots of great songs often from the first half of the 20th century wait hold on uh dispatch from our wolf yes hello hello mike hi there Tonight, it's the third and final installment of a a very exciting series, which I'm titling Tuba Wrestlers of the 1920s. Yes. These are grown men with tubas wrapped around (laughs) them, and they're propelling entire jazz bands with uh, with these instruments. And there's even an example of Ma Rainey doing a duet with a tuba player. So I hope you're ready for this. I think we are. Are we? Yeah, I think we are. But first of all... This important chicken news now. This story comes from KTVB7 in Idaho. The Idaho House of Representatives passed a resolution this week to preserve the history of Chicken Dinner Road in Canyon County. Wait, Idaho has a canyon? Uh, According to local lore, the road was named Chicken Dinner in the 1930s after Idaho Governor C. Ben Ross was persuaded by a local farmer's wife to have the road fixed after eating her fried chicken dinner with apple pie and hot rolls. That's what Michigan needs to fix the roads. Chicken dinner with apple pie and hot rolls on every street corner. What? But recently, I'm I'm going off track, but recently, nearly 90 years after it became a legal street, the name Chicken Dinner Road got the attention of an animal rights group. Last summer, PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, sent a letter to the mayor of Caldwell asking the city to rename the nearly 20-mile stretch of asphalt. The suggestion was simply Chicken Road. PETA Executive Vice President said, Just like dogs, cats, and human beings, chickens feel pain and value their own lives. The mayor rejected the idea, however, so it remains Chicken Dinner Road, and now the Idaho House of Representatives has got in, gotten into it. I hope that they, if they can, if Michigan put, can put the same amount of work into fixing the roads as the Idaho House of Representatives puts into re- preserving the name of Chicken Dinner Road, amazing things could happen, I think. Well, it's Pandora's Lunchbox. I think we're winding down here, and this is another song. This is not R&B, but it is a chicken-oriented song, and it, the best thing about the lyrics of this song is that it's an instrumental this is Los Straightjackets and Itchy Chicken, very apropos and appropriate, too. We're going to go out on this one, and then Arwolf and Face the Music is coming up in just a moment. Thank you for letting me be me. I've been Mike. Thank you. 
This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Keep on listening and never stop doing that. Radio Voice of the University of Michigan, licensed to the Regents of the University of Michigan to serve in the public interest of the people of the state of Michigan. For when the famous explorer Filter Antoine LaRue wandered into the swamps that were to become Ann Arbor, he had but one goal in mind, a radio station that would rise above all others, reach to the heavens and enlighten mankind forever. So if you're loyal to Michigan, tune us in. WCBN FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 in Michigan. here announcing that this is station WCBN FM Ann Arbor, your Dharmic free speech station. This is Dexter Gordon speaking. This is Johnny Griffin speaking. When we're in Ann Arbor, we are listening to station WCBN FM Ann Arbor. I'm Donnie, and I am a human being, and I listen to WCBN FM and 
I think that might make it unanimous. It's definitely CBN. My name's R. Wolf, and I hope that you have an hour to listen with me to some old records. Do you have some time? Let's take some time together. This is Face the Music. It's a you know, sort of a core sample of, of historic recordings every week. And it airs on Thursday nights, Thursday evenings, on Radio Free Ann Arbor. I like this particular time slot because it helps people to maybe focus on the fact that the weekend is visible directly up ahead. This is the third and, for the time being, final installment in a series I'm calling Tuba Wrestlers of the 1920s. These are all grown men with tubas often wrapped around their bodies, and they're using these instruments and all of their lung and chops power to help to propel these ensembles, these jazz bands, and also to accompany some blues singers, because Ma Rainey and Bessie Smith are involved in the program tonight. But I'd like to open with a couple of examples of Duke Ellington and his Kentucky Club Orchestra, recorded in 1926. Now, this was shortly before a powerful string bassist from New Orleans, Louisiana, by the name of Wellman Brome, showed up. And once he was present, they didn't need a tuba player anymore because he could practically drown out a tuba with his string bass, the way he operated it. But the tuba wrestler with Duke Ellington and his Kentucky Club Orchestra, who you are about to uh, hear and listen for, uh, his name was Mac Shaw. I'm going to give you two consecutive examples of how Mac Shaw made Duke Ellington's band move in the year 1926. Let's face the music together. <laughs> 